We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday, it's August 14th. We have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Nine games on the early slate. Six games on the main slate, um, a lot of pitching, a lot of options to choose from. The second straight day, I'm joined by my cat-loving, bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, where's the cat? Uh, he's in the other room. We finally found the other one. <laughs> I had to sit in front of the door at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was not great, but yeah. yeah I'm, I'm really more of a dog person. Right now, I'm just stewing in my anger over Garrett Cole, who legit cost me 5K over on Yahoo!, uh, just because my, I don't know if I should be angry at him or the coaching staff. Like, who is it? What exactly happened? I didn't look into it out of anger. My best guess is that, like, three minutes before he was about to pitch, he's like, yo, man, I got to dump out real quick. Uh, it's going to be a long one. Going to miss the first three innings. Just scratch me. <laughs> well, he's not pitching – like, he's not pitching tomorrow, so I don't know why he got scratched. Um, but, like, he left to, he left the bullpen. Like, I, everything that I read, like, we don't really have a lot on it, but he left the bullpen and went straight to the clubhouse. So, um, I'm guessing it had 
maybe a blister, maybe something wrong, hamstring, something like that, maybe. But um, what? What? I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah, it's probably just dumping out. <laughs> Does that make you feel better? Like, if, if you think that? If If I knew that, I'm like, all right, that explains why it happened three minutes before the start of the game. That explains everything. You know what? That's understandable. Everyone's, I, if I were pitching a baseball game, I wouldn't want to Paul Pierce myself on the field. So I just I found another thing. He wasn't feeling good. That's what it was. So there you go. Dump Dump, out. Dumping out. So <laughs> anyway, if you guys haven't already, make sure you go check out our sponsor, fantasydraft.com. Uh, awesome sponsors of the podcast. They got their million-dollar Hooters kickoff NFL tournament already up in the lobby. Um, it, it's almost Thursday. So it, it's almost time where you can use the Roto-Grinders premium here at Roto-Grinders. Knock down a, a ticket for this thing in the free roll on Thursday, and um, you know get your entry into that um, chance. Hundred grand up front, right up top. Hundred grand. I believe so. It's a great payout structure too. Oh, it's people double up. Hundred k up front, like five or like three percent to like fifth. So it's it's not just everything's up top. It's only ten percent to the top, which is exactly how a tournament should be. Yeah, awesome tournament structure, like you said. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you sign up through the Roto Grinders um, links. That way, you get three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft once you make your first deposit and start playing over there. Plus, you'll get any access to any cool promos that we run with them. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. Um, also, just um, to let you guys know, here at Roto Grinders, it is now live. We have our college football premium. So the college football premium, there's just – there's so much goodness in there. Um, I don't know a lot about college football. I like the Gators. Um, no, no secret there. But there's a ton of stuff uh, going on here at Rotor Grinders for that. Um, if you want more information on that, you can head on over to Rotor Grinders. But go check it out. Uh, it's, a, it's a loaded cast. Like, if you sign up for the first week and you use it every week, you're going to get your money's worth. The, the cast is absolutely loaded. So, um, just awesome. Awesome, Grant. Like – I don't know if you use that value in fantasy outside of Steve's NASCAR package. Listen, I agree with that. Um, No bias here, but yeah, it's awesome. A bunch of stuff going on over there. You can go to Rotor Grinders, um, click on the main page CFB link, and you'll see um, the information for the 2019 Rotor Grinders college football package. Um, Bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. So make sure you're checking it out. Uh, Let's get into the slate. We're going to start with the nine game early slate like we normally do. And we get started with the early, early game. Um, Texas at Toronto, Kobe Allard, Allard against uh, Sean Reed Foley, 10 total. Sean Reed Foley, a slight favorite here. Um, any interest in Kobe Allard? 8.3K now. Uh, he's just projects as an average pitcher based on his minor league numbers. He may have come in and actually had a decent outing in his first outing, but like it's not worth it here, especially with his 15% walk rate in his first outing. Even if he's going to strike out people like he's clip, he's not going to have success with that wild – that much wildness, uh, so I'm, I'm going to stay away. Yeah, you talked about it. He doesn't project as a guy that's like this knockdown, load, lock and load play. Like, he's a, he is a, you know, first-round draft pick. He does have good command. He has a decent curveball. He's not even a top, like, 15 prospect in this organization. So, you know, we saw him a little bit with the Braves last year. We saw him in AAA with the Braves this year. Doesn't have a big swing and strike rate. Um, just all these numbers just scream regression from his first start. So, you know, I'll, I'll eat it. I'll eat some crow if he goes out and, you know, pitches well here. But um, don't really like the spot for him, you know, looking at everything. 
Sean Reed Foley on the other side of this game. I don't mind pitchers against Texas, but I prefer them to be lefties. Sean Reed Foley struggles against lefties. This is a pass spot for me on him. Yep, no interest in him at 8.8K. And he's just too expensive. Yeah, it's not like Allard's cheap either. He's 8,300. So, um, any interest here in the Texas bats? I mean, Foley's not great. The bullpen's not great. It's a decent stack spot. If you're going to take one-off bats, then Andres is cheap at 3.8K. Santana's 4.4K. Like, everyone's cheap here. One through six is in a great hitter's ballpark. They have a 4.8 implied run total. That's cheap on the slate if you want to pay up for a good pitching. It's not a bad stack spot. It's not a bad spot for one-off power. So, the likes of Chu, Santana, Mazzara, Calhoun, Odor, Andres, they're all just too cheap. I could see this actually being a fairly chalky spot. Yeah, I could see them uh, being pretty popular. Like you said, they're they're pretty cheap. And, you know, even Toronto on the other side of this game, Boba is expensive, but the rest of the Toronto bats are pretty cheap. So, like, Vlad's 4K, um, you know, Gritchick's 3,800. Like, this could be a game on this early slate that a lot of people look at. And I think the next game we talk about, the Yankees and the Baltimore game, it's going to be pretty popular. Um, I, I think Houston would be pretty popular against Detweiler and obviously Coors is on this early slate. So maybe maybe even on a nine-game slate, we don't see too much ownership here. But I, I like Texas and I like Toronto. Um, the Texas lefties, the Toronto righties. Uh, what do you think here on Toronto? Uh, yeah, I mean, Boba Fett is just going to keep hitting. It's just going to happen. He's good. Let's have him. Vlad's a little bit too cheap. Grichik is a little bit too cheap. Teoscar's too cheap. Smoke's too cheap. Like, this is where you find your value is in this game. Um, then you kind of work around to get your stack in. But this is kind of where you're going for one-off bats. And if you want some good pitching, then uh, you can take guys, step full stack from this game and stack them with someone else. But there's one mid-tier price guy that I really, really like today. So I don't need that much value. All right. Uh, moving on, we got Baltimore at New York. It's Dylan Bundy. It's Jay Happ. Uh, it's 11 total here. Happ's a massive favorite at minus 240. Um, any interest here in Dylan Bundy? Against the Yankees, a guy that gives up a bunch of bombs, I think that's a very poor decision. Uh, I love Bundy, but I'm not doing it. Yeah, I just don't really love, like, the price point and everything here. So, for me, it's a it's a stay-away spot as well. So, probably going to be a spot that I stay away. He, he's given up a lot of power. Like, he has a strikeout stuff against righties, but he gives up a lot of power to righties. And this lineup – you know, outside of DD, I guess Gardner's in there too, but it, it's still a pretty right-handed heavy lineup, and um, I think they do some damage here. Jay Happ on the other side of this game, uh, any interest in Happ? Nope, nope. Happ's dead to me. I'm done with him. This is an easy matchup, but if there weren't other options, like if you don't like the mid-tier guy that I get to later, then yeah, you can go with him, but I, I think I'm staying away. He's just been too bad this year and has regressed a ton. is isn't striking out, guys. I get that this is an easy matchup. The price tag's enticing. He's probably – he might actually be second on my mid-tier list, but I'm still not going there. Yeah, I think you can play him if you want to. He has struggled this season. This team doesn't walk. They strike out. Um, it's not the worst matchup in the world here, but, you know, it's just been a rough season for him. He's even struggled against this team, you know, a couple times this year. So, you know, his whip is higher at home. A lot of his numbers are higher at home this season. So, for me, it's going to be a pass on half and – actually kind of like some of these Baltimore bats. You know, when we're looking at paying for some bats today, like we can go down here and, you know, get some of these Baltimore bats. Alberto's 3,800 and Nunez. Now you can play Nunez at first or third. So, like, it makes a lot more sense to play Nunez. So, I like Alberto. He's not going to go out and hit a dong, but he's a guy that's cheap and, you know, he's going to get on base. And Nunez is your home run upside guy 
with a 274 ISO with a 45% fly ball rate against lefties this season. Yeah, I don't mind either of those guys. And I'd also throw Severino there at 3.6K. Don't mind him, but that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I don't think I'd pay up for Mancini. He's just – he's too close to those rest of those guys. So – but I, I like the Severino call. I no, never hate a cheaper catcher with power. Uh, Yankees, you know, the righties here against Dylan Bundy, kind of reverse splits. Uh, do we look at some of these righties for some home runs? Even the lefties. I mean, he still gives up a decent ISO to lefties. He's better at him, but he doesn't strike him out nearly the same clip. But LeMahieu in play, Judge in play, Ursula in play – Gary Sanchez is the chalk play and the obvious chalk play and probably a guy that will just eat chalk with. Torres, Didi, all, like even Didi at 4.1K is too cheap, but he still gets up above average amount of home runs to lefties. And you got the terrible Baltimore bullpen. I mean, I'm not going to argue with a single person in this lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much now that um, any of these bats really in play for me as well. I, I like the righties a little bit more just because – of uh, the reverse splits for Bundy this season. But, you know, like I said, I don't, I'm not going to argue anything here. Uh, Boston at Cleveland, we got Nathan Eovaldi against Shane Bieber. Eovaldi uh, making his, you know, first start in a while. He's been pitching out of the bullpen uh, quite a bit here for Boston, kind of banged up recently. But they're going to move Johnson out of the starting lo- rotation. And it sounds like uh, Eovaldi is going to get some work here. So what do we really expect from Nathan Eovaldi here? I mean, not a whole lot going up against Cleveland. He's not the worst play in the world, but I don't think I'm going to go there. Um, it, it, I don't think it's worth it. Oh, my bad. They are going to use Johnson. They had to use Eovaldi out of the bullpen on Tuesday. That's what I thought. All right. I was double-checking. It changed, it changed from the time that I had looked earlier. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, no interest in Johnson at all. Like, I, I was – that's what I thought it was, and I was – Scrambling there for a second. Good to know that I was right. But, yeah, no interest in Johnson. He's just horrible, and Cleveland's a good team. Yeah, I wasn't going to play either one of them. So, <laughs> um, definitely not playing Brian Johnson. He's awful um, against righties. 524 Woba, 317 ISO with only a 14.7 K rate. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cleveland bats here in just a second. Um, you know, going here with Beaver, like – We've seen some upside from pitchers against Boston. He's 11K, Grant. Like, it's a tougher matchup, and we have a few options on this slate as far as the top tier goes. Like, are we, play- are we playing Bieber at 11K against Boston? He's not a cash game guy, but he only walks guys at 5% clip. He strikes out guys at an elite percentage of 31. Like, he strikes out both lefties and righties. Is good to both sides of the plate. I I really like Bieber for tournaments here. It's just like everyone's going to go with both either Strasburg or Bauer, so you just go with Bieber and you win money. The Biebs, I never hate it, you know, especially if he's going to come in at low ownership. But yeah, um, you know, looking at this Boston team, anybody kind of standing out to you? I think if you're playing Boston, you're probably stacking them. Um, you know, Devers, he had a, a jillion hits. Um, on Tuesday, like, first guy I'd ever have, like, four doubles or something like that. Like, uh, you know, I, I think you stack them. I think that's how you approach them against – like, if you're picking on Bieber, you're stacking Boston. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I like Cleveland here. Like, you know, obviously Puig's probably not going to be in the lineup, but, like, we get Reyes, we get um, your boy Jose Ramirez, Santana, Lindor, like, enough bats in this lineup to do damage here um, against Johnson. 
Um, Fran Mill is the best play on the board here today. Uh, 3.7K. Going up against a guy with a 300 ISO, 14% K rate. Fran Mill's absolutely hitting a bomb here. But outside of him, yeah, I like all the guys. Lindor, Mercado, Santana, Jose Ramirez. Like, even Kipnis is a fine play if you want to add in another guy to your stack. He's 4.1K, gets you in the second base slot. And Johnson may be a lot better versus lefties, but he's just a bad pitcher overall. So, stack him up. Roberto Perez is catching the day game after the night game. He's 3,400. He's in play as well. Uh, moving on, we got Minnesota at Milwaukee. Kyle Gibson against Gio Gonzalez. Nine and a half total. Pick him game here. Um, any interest in Kyle Gibson? No, I just generally don't play him that often, which is a lazy thing to say. But playing in Milwaukee against a very good Brewers team, he's 8.4K, I think. So he's or 8.5K. Not worth it to me. Yeah. Um, it's kind of where I'm at on him. Like – this ballpark's so good for lefty power, and they have just—they have so many lefties in this lineup. It's just—it's hard to like Gibson here. You know, I don't hate Gibson ever, but I don't typically stack against him. He just—he just doesn't fit the build today. Um, going on the other side of this game, Gio Gonzalez. The Chase Anderson experiment did not work out on Wednesday. Um, I think he had like nine points or something like that. Uh, any interest here in Gio? Nope. Gio Gonzalez is dead to me. He's eight K. He's not that good. This is not an easy matchup. They can mash now. Let's talk bats. Uh, what do we like here for Minnesota? A lot of good bats so far. I don't think we've really loved any of these pitchers. Yeah, um, Garver is in play, as he always is, because he just continues to hit bombs. Don't know if i go Polanco, but uh, Sano is in play at 4.5K. He can hit a bomb here. Like... I'm just not a huge fan of this lineup, but you got to stack them up some way. They have almost a five implied total. Geo can get a little bit wild, make some mistakes, and they're not really that expensive, but the only bat that really stands out is Sano and Garver. Uh, so you could throw in whoever you want afterwards. Even Marwin apparently can hit a bomb. Crone there, if he's in the lineup, is a little bit too cheap at 3.8K, going to be batting lower in the lineup, should go largely unowned. Uh, but like, the two bats that really stand out to me are Garver and Snow. Yeah, and you can usually get Garver a little cheaper on FanDuel, so, you know, you got to look for that. But Snow, 338 ISO against lefties this season. Even, like, CJ Crone, if he's in the lineup, 330 ISO. I don't mind him. Yeah. Um, as, as far as Brewers go, it's the lefties. Um, if Grisham bats lead off, he's a cheap value play. Um, not as cheap as he once was, but, you know – you know, when, when you when you're batting leadoff, you're gonna get a price increase. But you know, he's still three K. Like, sign me up at that price point. Yeah, yeah. No, Gresham, Grandall, Yelich, Moose, all fantastic. Moose is way too cheap at three point nine K going up against a guy that's much worse versus lefties. So just lock and load the lefties here. Was this supposed to be like Barrios or something? Like so these prices are weird on these Milwaukee guys. I don't know. I don't understand it either, but pricing's been a little weird on this entire early slate. I mean, the Texas game shouldn't have been priced how it was. Yeah, it's just every time you think of that, just, you think that, um, you know, but anyway. Houston at Chicago taking on the White Sox, 10 and a half total. We got Wade Miley against Ross Detweiler. Um, Wade Miley is a minus 290 favorite here. You know, the White Sox, we like to pick on them with right-handed pitching. Do we have any interest in the lefty in Wade Miley here? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the price tag is just a little bit too much. He doesn't offer enough ceiling at that price tag. There's enough aces on this slate here. 
I just don't think it's worth it at 9.4K, even going up against an absolute trash White Sox team, which I would rather target them against a righty than a lefty. So I'm, I'm not playing Miley in this mediocre K rate. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, the thing here with Miley, though, like, this team doesn't walk. They strike out or put the ball in play. So, like, he could pitch deeper into this game if he's pitching well and they're not babbipping him to death. If Babbitt's on his side, like, he could have a really, really solid game here. So, I think, you know, for that reason, maybe you take a shot or two if you're playing a bunch of lineups. But, again, just don't really love it. And Detweiler on the other side of this game, dude has a 448 Woba, a 314 ISO against righties, and he's going to face one of the one of the most powerful lineups in baseball. Yep, no interest in Detweiler, the Houston Bats, play Springer, play Altuve. Play the lefties if you want. I mean, Brantley and Alvarez are good, and Detweiler may have been decent versus lefties so far this year, but he's still only striking him out at 70% clip. Uh, still giving up a decent amount of power and hard contact and small sample size. So I don't mind anyone pretty much all the way up and down this line. Um, yeah, uh, I, I like Houston. I, I think I like Houston just as much as I like course. Like, honestly, like I, I love Houston here. Like they're, they're, they're a stack. I'm certainly going to be playing quite a bit of probably going to build around Houston on my main team here. Um, as far as the White Sox against Miley, you know, honestly, I don't really love anything here. Um, I think there's better spots in a lot of spots, and Miley's not a guy that typically gets blown up. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can take a Brayu as a one-off if you want at 3.9K, but there's enough good cheap options where you don't need to. Um, all right, moving on. Arizona at Colorado. We got Robbie Ray and Kyle Freeland. Um, 12 and a half total here. Robbie Ray is a 138 favorite. Uh, any interest in Ray here pitching in Colorado? I mean, I have some interest in him. I mean, he's a curveball, fastball, slider pitcher, which isn't, wasn't great over in Colorado, but he's priced decent enough considering how good he is. I could see him doing something. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, yeah. If this name was in Arizona, I'd probably have some interest in Ray here. But honestly, um, it's really hard to target a pitcher in Coors. Um, Kyle Freeland's terrible. I'll, I'll pass on him. It's an easy pass. This team doesn't strike out against lefties. They're going to make a ton of contact here against Kyle Freeland, and that's not what you want to hear in Coors. Yep, zero interest in Freeland. Um, Arizona Bats, obviously these guys are super in play. Marte's been really good against lefties this season. Escobar, Walker, Flores – Adam Jones, Nick Ahmed, LeCastro, like all these guys are in play. It's just a matter of price point, um, where you're getting them price-wise. Like they price these guys up today. Like as much as all these other games are kind of priced down, like you're not getting a cheaper bat as far as this team goes. Like Wilmer Flores is 3.8K, but outside of that, there's nothing. Yep. They're uh, not getting cheap bats. I don't like Kelly as a, as a cheap or an expensive catcher that not many people are going to be on, um, even in course. But he's mashed lefty so far this season, and Freeland's just been, just been terrible. Just been terrible. So all the Arizona bats are in play. You know, obviously when we go to the Rocky side of things, it's story is Arenado. Every time they face a lefty, they're, they're primed to be, you know, high-end options. Plus, you know, I, I think you can look at Desmond, too. Um, but, like, you're not getting these guys cheap. Like, you're paying up. Like, Nolan Arenado is 4700 I feel like, Grant, I feel like that's almost a discount. That's a massive discount. And Desmond is a massive discount at 3.7K. 
outside of that, people are probably priced where they should be. I mean, the lefties are cheap, but Ray's been super good versus lefties, so I don't think I'm going to bother with them. Um, all right, we move on. Tampa at San Diego. We got Jalen Beeks against Cal Quentrill. Quantrill, um, any interest here in Jalen Beeks? No, no, just not going to do it. I mean, I prefer targeting righties versus San Diego, so Beeks is a cross-off for me. Yeah, I promise there's pitchers that we like on the slate somewhere, right? Like, it's just – honestly, I don't think Beeks is the worst option. It's just more of his pitch count. He just doesn't pitch deep into games, and, like, that's the biggest issue here, and this team's very right-handed heavy. Like, um, Cal Quantrill on the other side of this game, like, I, I honestly – I don't hate him here. He's very good against righties. Um, you know, Darno Garcia – Duffy, these guys are righties. Like, you know, maybe Meadows is the guy you're worried about. Choi. Like, it's not the worst lineup in the world for Quantrill. And, like, we don't really love a lot on the slate as far as pitching goes. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, there's a guy that I drastically prefer in the next game, I believe. So, um, yeah, Quantrill's in play, but he's not going to make my lineup. Probably goes to the guy in the next game, Quantrill, and then half of me is my list of three mid-tier guys that I would use. Um, any Tampa bats here? Meadows, Choi, uh, target lefties against Quantrill. Not paying 4.9K for Sogard. Maybe Brousseau if you really want to, or Zunino if you need a super cheap uh, righty or a super cheap catcher for 2.9K. Yep, don't hate it. Um, Meadows would probably be the guy that I'd like here. Uh, as far as San Diego goes, like Tatis, Myers, Machado, Renfro have all hit left-handed pitching really well. Like Will Myers is strikeout or, you know, hard hit ball. But I don't even hate that for tournaments. So I, I certainly don't mind, you know, looking at some of these um, San Diego righties here. Yeah, and it's a small enough slate where um, you can play him. Machado's way too cheap at 4K going up against a lefty. Tatis is just going to do Tatis things and crush it. Uh, Renfro is a little bit too cheap at 4.5k, except it's not a great ballpark. But yeah, those righties at the top of the lineup with power are the ones that you really want to use here. Yeah. Um. All right, we, move, we keep rolling through this early slate. A lot of bats, not a lot of pitching, not a lot to cover here. Oakland at San Francisco. We got an eight and a half total. Homer Bailey against Tyler Beatty. Um, any interest here in Homer Bailey? The best play on the entire slate, bar none here. San Francisco's not good. Like, I called this before, right when he got traded to the Oakland A's. He's going to be terrible on the road, and he's going to do great at home. And he's absolutely crushed at home, averaging, like, I want to say 20 points. On the road, he's averaging minus eight. This happens to be just as good of a ballpark in San Francisco and a very bad San Francisco team. Bailey's not going to have too much ownership, I hope. He's only 6.8K. Homer Bailey is going to end up with 25 points here. He's going to be the top top point per dollar pitcher on the entire slate. Yep, he's my guy too. Um, right there with you. Like you said, like this this ballpark is better than Oakland. So, like you know, as far as the home road splits go, it's just more of we want the ballpark that fits his build. Um, he's a guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, so he needs a big ballpark like this. So I, I like him as well. Um, you know, I, I'm with you 100. percent um, I honestly, I don't even hate Tyler Beatty on the other side of this game. Like, you know, we, we know that Chris Davis probably not going to be in the lineup, which takes away the DH spot in this lineup. So, Beatty hasn't been great, you know, pretty much at all this season. But when he does pitch well, it's usually at home. So, I think that, you know, he's certainly a guy you could look at um, depending on what you want to do with the pitchers in Cincinnati-Washington game that we're going to talk about next. 
Yeah, yeah, I think BD's in play, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's not like I'm going out of my way to start rostering all these bats. I think, like, if you're looking at Oakland, maybe you could take a shot on, like, Mark Kana or, or Olsen or something. But, like, I'm not going out of my way to roster a bunch of these Oakland bats. Yeah, yeah, it's really just – it's Olsen for me because he's 4.1K, Chapman because he's 4K, and Kana because he's 4K. Like, they're just cheap. Um, let's see here. Any, anything on the Giants? Scooters 3K. That's it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, another day, another day that Brandon Belt's cheap, but it's in San Francisco. I, I like targeting this team when they're on the road, and that's, that's kind of it. But Belt's 3.4K if you need some value. I'd rather play Bailey and take the value that way. All right, last game on this early slate. We got Cincinnati at Washington. Nine total here. Bauer against Strasburg. Strasburg's a 152 favorite. If we're preferring paying up at at least one pitching spot and we don't really love Bieber, like he's in play, like do you like Bauer here against Washington? I don't mind it. Uh, they have a five in play total against him, which seems crazy to me. Uh, it is a good hitter's ballpark. And it's a good Nationals team that still can strike out at a decent clip. Bauer's moving also from the AL to the NL. Like I mentioned it before, having not having the DH is going to be a pretty big advantage to him. He went out and dominated his last start. I think more people are going to be on Strauss, so I prefer Bauer in tournaments. Yeah, um, I like Strasburg more. Uh, let me just say that. But I'm not going to hate on Bauer. I will say, like, Soto's back. Like Matt Adams is in there. They could potentially play a Struble Cabrera as well. He's another lefty, like Eaton. Like they, they've gone from a team that typically has two, potentially three lefties to four, potentially five lefties. So, like that's the only concern that I have here with Bauer. Like he still has a high strikeout rate against both sides, so I don't hate that. Um, Strasburg, like. Steven Strasburg in Cincinnati. It's it's a really good spot. This team, 23% K rate against righties. A lot of these young kids are striking out or hitting home runs. So, certainly like Strasburg. I can see if you want to play the ownership game and take a shot on Bauer instead, but not going to be lining up to load up on bats in this game for sure. Yeah, Strasburg is the cash game play. Um, but he's going to be heavily owned in tournaments, so I think it's a decent fade to go with Bieber or Bauer instead of him. I mean, all the numbers line up for Strasburg being the best play, but this is baseball. Anything can happen. It's only nine games slate. We have three aces and two are going to be drastically under own because they're matchups. So, um, yeah, I really like Bauer and Bieber for tournaments. And I really like Strasburg cash. There you go. Do you like any bats in this game? Like, is there any like bats that you take shots on? Like we've talked about so many bats. I feel like I don't think I'll play too many bats here. Uh, Aris titties. If you want a free home run or two, um, Soto is a little bit underpriced at 4.5K. Bauer struggled a little bit versus lefties, but that's it. All right. We move on to the main slate. We got six games here on the main slate. We get started with the Cubs and the Phillies. Nine total. Cole Hamels, Aaron Nola. Nola, 120 favorite here. Um, any interest here in Cole Hamels? No, not going up against Philly. 4.7 fly team total against him. He's 9.3K, which seems a little bit a little bit tough to me. Philly actually has some pretty decent numbers versus righties. Like you look at plate IQ and top seven guys in the lineup all crush lefties. So I, I don't know if I want to go with Hamels. He has been a decent ground ball pitcher. And a lot of these guys don't get the ball into the air. But 
the hard contact numbers have been there to righties, and there's some guys that can hit the ball hard. I don't think I'm going to go with it. Yeah, like, the Phillies were pretty disappointing on Tuesday. Like, I thought that was a good matchup against Quintana. I don't hate um, Hamels here, but I don't love him either. I think he is a better pitcher than Quintana. But like you said, this team, very good against left-handed pitching, so I don't want to go too crazy with this one. Um, the other side of this game, do you have any interest here in um, Aaron Nola? Yeah, but not nearly the interest I have in Kershaw. That's the caveat. I don't mind going with Nola in tournaments. He has been – Pretty darn good recently. Uh, he's a guy that, strangely enough, has a decent amount of upside. Kershaw is going to be on another level for this slate. But Nola, like, you can always make the argument in terms. The numbers don't say play Nola instead of Kersh, but if you can't get that extra 1,600, it's entirely understandable to go Nola going up against a team that still has some strikeouts in it. Grand, they have a lot of power, but Nola's outside of his last start, was bit on a pretty big heater recently. Yeah, and there is, like, a couple cheap pitchers that you could take shots on today that are cheap that you can make, you know, Kershaw work. So, like, any any slate like that, like, it, it's tough because, you know, Kershaw is facing Miami and Miami. So, um, any Cubbies that you like here against Nola? No. No, I'm not going to go any. Nola's too good. I mean, if you want to go with someone, you go with a lefty. So, you can go with Rizzo if you really want to, but I'm not really suggesting. Yeah, Rizzo – would probably be the only guy for me as well. Maybe Schwarber. Um, as far as Philly goes here against Hamels, I don't hate like a potential mini stack here with Hoskins, Romuto, Segura, um, Kingery. Uh, they've just been so good against lefties this season. I talked about it yesterday. Like Gene Segura, 9% K rate, 6% walk rate, 91% contact rate, 335.4 average air distance. Like those are the numbers you want to see. So I, I definitely don't hate Gene Segura again. Yeah, Hoskins is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Surprise, surprise. Uh, he's 4.2K. That's way too cheap going up against a lefty. He has a 303 ISO. 453 Woba. He gets the ball in the air a lot, and uh, Hamels gives up a whole lot of hard contact. So his 46% fly ball rate is going to play real well. But outside of him, I don't mind Segura. don't mind Real Muto. Don't mind Kingery, uh, although he's a little bit too expensive for me. Uh, all these guys are in play. Um, we move on. Dodgers at the Marlins. Eight total. Clayton Kershaw, Eliza Hernandez. Kershaw, 270 favorite. We kind of already talked about it yesterday. He was, he was supposed to be the guy that was pitching. We loved him yesterday. The same love for today. Like, Clayton Kershaw, SP1 on the slate. Like, just, you know, play 100% instead of fading. Agreed. Play, go all in on Clayton Kershaw. Do it. I was so excited to do it yesterday. And... Would have saved me a ton of money because I wouldn't have had to play Cole, and I would have been happy and not not poor. <laughs> um, yeah. Any interest here in Eliza Hernandez on the other side of this game? It's not an easy matchup, and he has struggled versus lefties, but he is in play. Um, depending on what lineup rolls out here, he's only five point six K. He has some strikeout upside. He's in a good ballpark. Things could go badly for him, but he needs some money on this slate. So he's very much in play. I just, um, I just realized that the two highest um, scoring pitchers on, on Tuesday's slate was Quintana and Bumgarner, like two guys that I had absolutely zero interest in. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really love Fernandez here. We saw what the Dodgers could do in this ballpark. They got to the Miami bullpen pretty early, and they got to him a lot on Tuesday. I think the same thing could happen here. 
hopefully Jack Peterson gets more than three at-bats and doesn't score a zero again. I like him. I like Muncie, Bellinger, you know, Seager, Turner. Uh, the Dodgers are, are rolling right now, and Hernandez has struggled a lot with lefties and struggled with strikeouts against lefties. 50% hard contact, too. So uh, I certainly don't mind going back to the Dodgers here. Yeah, the prices are a little expensive, but they're worth it. Jock James and Seager are the two affordably priced ones, but Muncie, Belly are both a little expensive. I don't mind him. Um, at least there's in play just because of his upside, and it's mostly his upside versus righties. So I wouldn't go with the righties here, but Seager and Jock James are great plays. Don't mind Muncie, don't mind Bellinger, don't mind throwing Turner in there if you're running around out of stack. Anything on Miami? Nope, we don't need to bring him up. All right, moving on. We got Seattle at Detroit. Marco Gonzalez against Edwin Jackson. Gonzalez is a 142 favorite here. Uh, two teams that we'd like to pick on, Grant, and we have two absolutely terrible pitchers here. Yeah, it's really not great, and Marco Gonzalez is not cheap enough at 8.7K, so I don't think I can use him. Um, you can use Edwin just because Seattle is super bad, although apparently they're good enough to beat up on Matt Boyd, but – Edwin's strictly a price play, and it's not a great one. I Honestly, I don't hate Marco Gonzalez. He's pitched a lot better in the second half compared to his first half stats. Um, it's just 8.7. I know he just put up 30 against this team not recently, but it's so, cl- it's so tough to click that 8.7 number next to Marco Gonzalez after his first half of the season. Edwin Jackson, um, uh, honestly, at 5K, I would rather pay the extra $600 or the extra $1,000 for Hudson or Hernandez. I, I don't think I can play Edwin Jackson. Like, so bad. So bad. I, I know he pitched so good against Kansas City not too long ago, but this is just a different story here. Like, I, I guess it's not too much of a different story because Seattle stinks, but, like, I'm going to load up on the Seattle bats today. Like, it, that's happening, unfortunately. I feel terrible. I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to puke as I'm doing it, but – like, I'm loading up on Seattle here today. I mean, it worked out great for me today. Um, unfortunately, I had Clevenger in that lineup, so didn't get nearly as much money back as I wanted to. But, uh, yeah, Seattle is in play. I mean, Vogelbach's a little bit too cheap at 4.3K. You're just going for the battle bats. So, Crawford, Santana, Vogelbach, Navarez, Seager. Those are the guys you want. Maybe Seager will give you another 50-point game for no apparent reason. Um, but, yeah, like, I'll – all those guys. And even Nola, like, he doesn't have great numbers versus righties, but he's been crushing lefties, and he's been pretty good overall, even though he didn't have a huge amount of power in the minors. But, yeah, yeah, go with the power bats. And uh, if he's in the lineup, absolutely love Keon Brox. Yeah, I like Seattle a lot. Um, <sighs> never feel good about it. Um, Detroit against Mark Gonzalez. Um, anything standing out to you here for Detroit? Nah, he's a better real-life pitcher than a fantasy pitcher. I don't think I'm going to go with that. I don't hate Dixon at 4K, but you have to use him more on, like, um, a fantasy draft where you can play multiple first basemans. Um, Demi Wright is 3,700. I don't mind maybe taking a shot on him. Um, but the guy that I really like here is Jake Rogers, if he's catching. He's 3,500. He's shown a ton of power in AAA. He has four home runs already um, since getting called up. He's a He's a power dude, so – Strikeout home run is, is exactly what I like to look for for catchers at 3,500. I, I really like Jake Rogers if you're looking for a cheaper option. So. Um, all right, Mets and Braves, Steven Matz, Dallas Keuchel, the battles of the lefties. Um, Keuchel's a 142 favorite here. Any interest in Steven Matz? I don't think so. 5.4 implied run total against him. Atlanta's a very good team. There's some good righties in there, even though Matz is a little bit 
splits neutral. Um, there's some decent lefty. There's a decent lefty in there too. So I don't think I'm going with Matt's. Yeah, like this team's just so good against left-handed pitching. They're, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Um, I'm going to pass on Matt's. Um, Grant, when we look at Dallas Keuchel, you know, we played Max Freed yesterday. We talked about him. Uh, we pivoted a little bit off of Freed to Dustin May. Um, I think Freed's side a good game. I think he had like 17 the last time I checked. Um, Keuchel, like you never know what you're going to get from Dallas Keuchel. I just he's he's my least favorite guy to roster. I roster him all the time. He's six point eight K. Can you make an argument for him here? I think he's one of the top options on the slate. He's six point eight K. There's not a lot of great options. Uh there's one guy that I prefer we'll get to, but you have to like the Mets aren't a great lineup outside of Alonzo, and even Alonzo strikes out at a massive flip. There's a lot of strikeouts in the bottom half. There's some guys that struggle versus lefties. So, yeah, Keigel's very much in play today. Yeah, I don't – I don't honestly, I don't hate him. Um, especially if they leave, like, McNeil and Conforto in there. He's so good against lefties. Um, so, I don't hate him. I, there are two guys down here that I think you can play just as much as you play Keigel, depending on how many teams you play. Um, as far as the Atlanta bats go, it's Acuna, it's Albies, it's Donaldson, it's Duvall. Don't, don't be afraid to play Freddie, uh, free money Freeman. Like I like Atlanta quite a bit here as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like Atlanta a lot. They're one of the best stacks on the board here. High run total. That's entirely deserved. I really like them. Um, like there's not a lot of great bats on the slate. And so you got to find them where you can. Matt's going to absolutely get destroyed here. So I really like the Atlanta bats and, Really like everyone one through five. Um, yeah, moving on. Pittsburgh at LA, take it on the Angels. Uh, we got Chris Archer against Dylan Peters, nine and a half total. Dylan Peters is a one twenty eight favorite. Um, any interest here in Archer? Archer's always in play. It's that. It's that. I don't like the price tag too much. I don't like the matchup, but Archer can always throw a gem. There's strikeouts in this lineup, so play him if you want. But he is moving from the NL to the AL. So that's a little bit of a bump down in this lineup. Does have some good bats. Yeah, like my problem with Archer is like his upside relies on strikeouts and not walking people. Well, guess what? He's facing a team that doesn't strike out and they walk. So like that's my issue at 8.2K. I actually think I'd rather play Marco Gonzalez, but I'm not going to ever hate on Archer, like you said. He's always in play because of his strikeout ability. Um, Dylan Peters on the other side of this game, you know, he's thrown a few games this season that have not been too bad. Um, Pittsburgh stinks against lefties. Can you play Peters here at 6.3K? I mean, you can. He's in play. I'm not a huge fan of him. But, like, it's between him and Keiko in the 16 range for me and one other – and Hudson. I'm not a huge fan of any of them. It's just the way that this slate plays out where I have to lock in Kershaw. I need some value somewhere. The options are trash. So, Peters, he hasn't been terrible so far this year. He's going up against a team that's bad versus lefties that doesn't walk at a high clip. So, completely at the whim of Babbitt. So, yeah, he's in play. So, the way that I'm going to kind of approach this is I'm just going to be mixing and matching those three guys, like Peters, um, Hudson, Keiko. Like, if I'm building five, ten teams, I'll probably have at least one of them on every team. I don't like the two mid-tier build, and I can't play – like, I guess you probably could make a Kershaw-Aaron Nola team. Not saying that I want to. So, like, I'm going to live with one of these guys down here. It's just – I don't know which one's the safest or any of that stuff. I don't think there's an answer to that. But when you look at Pittsburgh this season against left-handed pitching, um, very, very bad. So, but 
Dylan Peters is not that great either. So a lot of, a lot of give and take here. They just don't walk at a high clip, and that's what I like against young pitchers. So um, any Pittsburgh bats here? No, no, I don't really want anyone. I mean, their prices aren't great, and they're not good versus lefties. What do we expect the Angels' ownership to come in here against Archer? Are they going to be a team we open up lineup HQ and their team ownership's like 5%? I, I mean, I think it's going to be higher than that. Cole Calhoun's only 4K. Otani's only 4.3. Upton's 3.8. And Trout's Trout. I mean, outside of them, I mean, you can go with Thice. Uh, but, like, these guys aren't bad hitters, and they're too cheap on this slate, so – I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the outfield draws a decent amount of ownership on a not great slate here. So, I mean, I'm into playing. I like their price tags. I'll play their outfielders, and that's pretty much it. Um, all right. Moving on, we got the last game here on the slate. We got uh, St. Louis at Kansas City. Uh, Dakota Hudson against Brad Keller, 10 total. Uh, Hudson is a slight favorite here. Go to Hudson Stinks against lefties, Grant. We've talked about it many, many times. Um, but it's the same argument that we made for Flaherty yesterday. This team just doesn't have a lot of left-handed power in it. Like, you're a little worried about Alex Gordon. You're not too concerned with Ryan O'Hearn. You're definitely not worried about Nicky Lopez in the bottom. Like, Hudson is the guy at 6K that I, I think is probably going to end up being my cash game SP2 on this slate. Yeah, I didn't want to play him, but you might be right. I mean, this just isn't a good slate for pitching for SB2. So, yeah, yeah, Hudson's probably the guy. And I don't like to say that, but he has been good enough versus righties. Lefties, like you said, aren't too much to worry about. And there is a good amount of strikeouts in this lineup. And the two of the guys that don't strike out at a big clip are Lopez and Gordon. And they're not great bats. Gordon's a decent bat, but not great. And the walks, like, that's what we really worry about with Hudson versus lefties is walks. Lopez doesn't walk. Gordon doesn't walk. O'Hearns does, but he's not a great hitter outside of that so far this season. So, yeah, yeah, no, Hudson's very much in play. Uh, yeah, you never like playing Dakota Hudson. We talk trash about him all the time, but that's where the slate is. Um, Brad Keller on the other side of this game generates a lot of ground balls against righties, doesn't give up too many home runs against righties. Um, any interest here in Keller? I love Keller. Keller might actually be my SP2 on this slate in cash. Uh, it's not a great matchup going up against St. Louis, but there are some strikeouts in here. Keller has got an increase in velocity. Me and Kirk Deasy talked about it the other day on the show. He has been a whole lot better. He's thrown more heat. He's been better. He had a little bit of a rough outing last time, but I'm really not too worried about one-game sample sizes. Prior to that, he was pitching pretty well. Had a few games in the 20s and one in the 30s. Uh, he just got on the wrong side of Babbitt. He had 10 ground balls, and he ended up with 10 hits in the last game. So I don't think that's going to be too much to worry about. I really like Keller here. And he's probably my second favorite pitcher on the slate. Yeah, you, you get these totals sometimes in Kansas City, and they're just a little weird to me. Like, I, I don't think this game really deserves a 10 total. Um, so, um, anyway. People ballpark factors in early on in the season. So many home runs were being hit there. Yeah, I guess. Um, St. Louis bats, anything kind of standing out to you here against Keller? Uh, Goldschmidt, DeJong. That's it. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't mind Ozuna if you want to make it a three-man. Goldie, Ozuna, DeJong. Probably use them more as one-offs than anything else. But Ozuna's a guy that can take anybody deep, so I don't mind that. As far as Kansas City goes here, like, I think you could take a shot on an Alex Gordon or O'Hearn, but I don't think I'll end up doing it. I'll probably play some O'Hearn just because he's 3K, and I'll just continue to lose money for very cheap. Uh, but, yeah, outside of them, I mean, Dozier and Solaire. Hudson's a big ground ball guy versus righties, but they both are big fly ball guys, get a lot of hard contact, and Hudson doesn't strike out righties at a big clip, so they could easily hit a bomb here. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy on the main slate. We'll use the main slate. Um, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more Ks. Keller. I like that one. I like that one. Um, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Um, you know what? Give me, give me Dakota Hudson. Um, over 15 fan or over 8k to score under 15 fantasy points. I'm going with handles. Yeah. Quintana threw a gym. Highest scoring pitcher on the slate. Uh, give me Chris Archer. Um, over 4k to hit a home run. Who do you got? Reese Hoskins at 4.2. Go. Man, it feels like it's been a long time, but I'm going to have to say, my boy Vogelbach, Vogelbaum, hashtag Vogelbaum today. I did want to point out really quick, Otani is 4,300 today. Um, he's really, really cheap on the main slate. Didn't notice that when we were going. Under 4K to get two hits, who do you got? Dealing nearest, Gene Segura. All right. You're all about, those, you're all about that Philly game today. Apparently. Um, give me – I'm going to go with another Seattle back. Give me J.P. Crawford. And give me a stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go ballsy and say Philly. You should do – yeah, I was just going to say, just line up your whole Philly game here. Like, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Seattle, and we'll just line up all of our answers with our stacks. So, there you go. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play Kershaw, play Homer Bailey on the early slate. There you go. Uh, we're going to get out of here. hope everyone – enjoys the podcast like i said at the beginning if you haven't already make sure you head on over to roto grinders go to the main page click that cfb and um check out the awesome package here uh for college football win some money things gonna pay for itself really fast so make sure you get it uh it's limited time offer for the 199 um only until the 25th of this month so you got 11 days from today to get that he is genie for 07 i'm stevie tpfl good luck in your contest and we'll see you tomorrow Hey, kids.